Hey guys, it's Dave. This is take three. Hopefully I managed to sort it out this time without any background noise or any mess. Anyway, um, this is the second of uh, this week's two-parter. It has five more tips to help you if you're getting back to the gym for the first time in a while or if you're starting out in the gym. Um, if you haven't checked out the first episode, it's worthwhile going back and doing that. But um, in all honesty, you can listen to them in any order. Hope you enjoy it. Take it easy. Catch you later. Yeah, maybe that would be the, the next step for you. Yeah, okay. 100%. Have a plan in place. What plan are we putting in place? What, sorry? What plan are we putting in place for these guys? Exactly. Right. Put the plan in place. We're talking about getting into the gym and being confident, making a bit of progress. And you don't do that by going into the gym and and just doing random stuff in random orders based on what you like to do. Um, there's a gym that I work at that I've been there for a while now. And there are people in the gym, even with the break over COVID, are still doing the same workouts that they did four years ago. That doesn't surprise me. And it may shock you to hear there's not been a lot of progress made really wow. yeah it's bizarre crazy um they don't have a plan in place they don't have a progression in place they don't work on what they're not good at okay and this is true of every gym in the world every commercial gym in the world okay um having a plan gives you confidence because you know where you're going next Okay, you know that after this set of dumbbell presses, you're going on to a cable stack to do some rows and you're going to whatever, do a goblet squat, whatever, it doesn't matter. But you know where you're going next. And that gives you a bit of confidence because you can plan it out ahead of time about how you're going to navigate your way around the gym. You're not standing there thinking, well, uh, what am I going to do next? I've done, I've done that and I've done that. Maybe I should do that, but oh, well, it's something on that bit of equipment. So maybe I could, yeah, I don't know. And that just leaves you in this kind of stuttering wreck of a, a place where you're not confident about what you're going to do next. And you're probably just going to go to the mat and do some abs and go home. Um, so having a plan gives you that confidence that you're going into the gym, you know where you're going to be, you know what you're going to do next, and you can just boom, boom, boom around the gym and get out. Okay, that's the first benefit of having a plan. The second is having a plan that you stick to and is consistent across four to six weeks, you can measure progress across that period. You know, you can look for improvements in load, you can look for improvements in total reps, you can look for improvements on volume and all the rest of it. And from there, you can progress that plan either in loading and exercise variation in you know, um, maybe rest times that you use or whatever, but it gives you an opportunity to make a more logical progression. Now, you know, if you're new to the gym, you don't need to be an expert in progressions. But if you're setting up your own program, it helps you kind of think about how you're going to move things forward because you can see where things are not going as, as planned and you can maybe rethink it or talk to someone to help you rethink it. Um, ideally, if you've got a coach, they've already got that all planned out for you and they can adapt on the fly as, as you go. But a bit of consistency with a plan is, is vital. Um, 
And then for little things like kind of rest times and stuff like that, they can all be planned into there to help you get the most out of your training session um, as you kind of go across the, across the, as you progress through the month. Yeah. I think people's instant uh, understanding of um, have a plan in place is, yeah, I need to do this, but it's how to, how to progress that plan, how to move that plan forward, isn't it? Because um, like, like you just highlighted there, you still have people in the gym for four years ago doing the same thing again, not you personally, but just the kind of gym members. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just completely lost my train of thought there. Um, oh, I was talking. Yes, there's ways in which you can manipulate um, a plan without actually having to increase the weights, right? Or increase mm -hmm. the reps. Tempo. Tempo is an easy one. Um, go slower. You have to. I think you have to. People have to understand. You have to earn the respect of the of the weights before you can move forward. So just a case of going. 60 kilos on a bar let's jump to 80 kilos let's jump to 100 kilos can you do 60 kilos when i was snowboarding right it's this is where i'm going with this can you do can you do a 180 right yes or no yes okay cool you can do that but can you do it front side back side can you do a switch can you know you do it from all different angles before you can truly say you can do a 180 and then can you do a 360 well i can do it one way okay before before we even move on to a 540 rotation let's go in all different planes let's do it switch let's do it backside let's do it front side let's everything before you can go let's move on to the next one and i think it's the same being in a gym and um, gym environment as well it's all very well you can do 60 kilos do fast reps but can you do 60 kilos for the same reps at slower tempo with control and technique without hurting yourself mm -hmm. Probably not. And it's not. It doesn't have to be for everyone or everything that you do, um, but do it for some things because that will you'll not, you'll manage you'll not get these words out. <laughs> you'll notice the difference in not just your strength and but also your physique as well when you can do it in all different aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And that kind of also, like, to see that kind of progression, there has to be a level of consistency that if you don't have a plan, you're never going to be consistent because you don't know what you're doing from day to day or week to week. So you're never going to build that confidence that you can do it in whatever way you're, you're being asked to. Um, so, yeah, get yourself a plan. It doesn't matter if you're getting something off the internet that ties in with yourself. If it's something that you've talked to a coach about, if you're working with a PT or online or whatever, but have some kind of plan to get yourself in and get something done in accordance to in accordance with your goals. Um, yep. But that I, I honestly believe that everybody should work with a coach for a little while because yeah. it's a lot of the, the rubbish out of um, a lot of people's training approaches. Um, and a lot of unnecessary stuff out of the training approaches as well. Yeah, totally. And that's, that's not you making a sales pitch or anything. That's just you yeah. genuinely you know, explaining that to, to learn. You have to learn from somebody who's done it or tried and tested methods before. Same yeah. as a driving instructor, right? You go to him, same with the golf, same with you know, whatever skill you choose to learn. Um, for some reason, going to gym seems that anybody 
can do it and anybody can do it but mm-hmm. when safety is compromised that's when you start really you know as pts in a gym or fitness staff start raising eyebrows and going over and saying right okay we need to intervene here and do, <laughs> do you need a hand <laughs> you know um so yeah but um i think it's also important as well to when you when you do start your your journey when you do start kind of going into your training or whatnot that it's important to have kind of knowns known things that are comfortable for yourself and Dave and I chatted briefly about this and I think um so many people when they first start something they go out and get themselves new trainers new gym kit um potentially tighter fitting gym kit than what they had before because they think that's going to conform to like almost a, a, a uniform that everybody wears skin tight stuff in a gym right but if that's not who you are and if that's not what you've experienced don't do it go in and get yourself comfortable being there first and foremost how are you going to do that you're going to wear clothes and wear things and listen to music that you currently listen to whether it's a pair of comfortable trainers a super baggy top whether it's a playlist from the 90s or limp biscuit or whatever i don't know why they jumped into my head first but um whatever whatever it is if that's what makes you feel at ease, go in and try doing that firstly before you go out and buy yourself some lifting shoes, some gym shoes, some tight fit and lycra, some heavy metal or whatever it is. Yeah. It's important that you feel comfortable in that environment first. And for, for us that we discussed it, that's probably the easiest way you can uh, you can go about doing it. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, a point that is overlooked far too easily. And you know that level of comfort it's like having your plan right you go in you have your plan you've got your bit of paper or you got it on your phone or whatever and it gives you a level of comfort and confidence about going in and like you say if you go in wearing a t-shirt that you you bought because the guy in the shop said this will you know this is what all the guy all the people are wearing in the gym these days but you feel super self-conscious in it and like i don't like wearing tight t-shirts I hate it. Like I, I'm a relatively big guy, but I find bigger t-shirts for training far more comfortable, far more me than ever trying to shoehorn myself into a medium and you know <laughs> burst out of it on every rep. Into a what size? A medium. Medium. What a small medium. Small medium. <laughs> First of all, if I if I tried to put a medium on, like it would be a crop top. Like I'd be yeah. flashing all the belly button all day long. Anyway, nobody needs that image in their head. <laughs> I feel comfortable with the gym clothing that I wear, right? I wear trainers that are comfortable that I've worn for, in for a little bit. I don't go into the gym with a brand new pair of trainers because I know that my feet are going to get shredded and I'm going to feel the crap. Uh-huh. And it's the same for people going into the gym for the first time. Like what makes you feel comfortable? What makes you feel confident? in a gym setting like wear that go to the gym yeah get your favorite music on on a playlist set yourself up a little playlist on spotify like your favorite songs like it doesn't matter what it is as long as it's reasonably upbeat like yeah to kind of get you into it if, if those songs give you a bit of confidence give you a bit of motivation get you going a little bit you're going to get a lot more out of that than you know trying to listen to something that you think you should be listening to because you saw your favorite influencer was listening to it. You know, all this stuff ties into your level of confidence, which ties into 
your consistency and your commitment to the plan. Yeah, yeah. So don't overestimate. Sorry. Sorry? Sorry, you carry on. I interrupted you. You say don't overestimate the positive effect that this stuff can have on you. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah. Do you watch um, Queer Eye or have you heard of Queer Eye? I've heard of it, never seen it. Okay, so it's um, they're called the Fab Five, and I think uh, five, it's five guys, four guys, and uh, individual identifies as she, he, or they. Got to get that right. Um, and everybody needs the Fab Five in their life. I think it's like walking around with your own cheerleading squad. <laughs> everybody is when they come into when they come into these kind of individuals lives based on the tv program mm-hmm. um, everybody's kind of stuck in their ways or the people that try and help are stuck in their ways the same hairstyles and whatnot but what they do is they try and uh, get them out to get them to be the very best individual that they can be for themselves mm-hmm. and it's about passing positive compliments onto yourself like if you start you know looking in the mirror and go and uh, hating everything that you see about yourself then of course you're going to feel pretty rubbish right yeah but if you look in the mirror and go actually okay i I like i like the way i look today i like the way i feel today i like this i like that it's just giving yourself little props and it's just giving yourself a little bit of confidence boost and this is something that i'm going on a wild kind of flank here to bring into this point dave but feeling comfortable within yourself and going into the gym your your current gym shoes are that your music that you're listening to is that and your baggy t-shirt that you may have worn before is that those are kind of elements that make you happy or have made you happy in the past whilst you're starting your journey you can then kind of look at or moving it forward in your journey you can then start integrating different aspects or different clothing or different playlists but I think to begin with, it's important that you do feel comfortable and you do feel safe and you do feel you, most importantly. Because if you're not you, you're trying to be somebody else. Yep. Um, sweet. That was a... <laughs> I mean, I didn't even need to say that. That was like a prop. <laughs> that, that was a worthwhile detour. Well, I, no, no, I, I, I like hope... that. I like that. It was a good, it was a good um, point to make that, you know, you know, if you don't have that cheerleading squad around you, be your own cheerleader like exactly exactly it's your own confidence so how how would you say if you're working towards something can you work towards multiple different uh outcomes can i train for a fat loss and build muscle can i train for endurance talk to me about this because this is something that um a lot of people to begin with think that they can do um and ultimately get confused or stop or don't see any results in a time frame that they've set themselves. So can you train towards any outcome basically is what um, what my question is. You can train to whatever outcome you want. Mm -hmm. If you have a goal that's set, you can definitely train towards it. I don't believe that for the vast majority of people, you can train to all of the outcomes at the same time. Because you're not going to be you're 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 providing competing stimuli through your training. Um, you are not going to be able to give your all to any part of that training. Therefore, you're leaving massive potential, massive results on on the table. You have to pick one at a time. Um, you you 
yeah, I'm going to go with that. You have to pick one at a time, work towards it, and then switch focus if you want to. Understanding that there are going to be trade-offs when you do that. So for yeah. example, if, if I had a new client come to me, they wanted to lose fat, they wanted to build muscle, and they wanted to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. Right? Which one matters most? Because Probably. I can go all three, but I can't get you all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're brand new to training, completely detrained, there is a potential that we could build some muscle and get some fat loss at the same time. They, they will go hand in hand because you'll get those newbie gains through training. So you will build some lean mass, but you're not going to maximize your potential there whilst you're in a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, there's too big a competition there. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to build muscle mass and train towards a marathon, when do you recover mm-hmm. in order to make progress in either of those things? Now, the marathon might complement the fat loss part, maybe, mm-hmm. assuming that you can still recover and all the rest of it, you're creating enough of a calorie deficit and whatnot, whilst trying to fuel a marathon training plan. But it's unlikely you're going to make massive progress in all three. Mm-hmm. There, there are trade-offs that you have to accept. So pick which one matters to you first or most. Yeah, I think it's an important point. I think the majority of people would probably agree that if you, you know, from those three things that you mentioned, definitely the fat loss aspect would be first, which if you think about it, will complement the marathon training that you'll be doing later down the line because you'll be running at a later pace. Um, yeah, cool. That's solid. Um, I like that. I like that. My, my answer was going to be relatively similar. Um, I do think you can uh, sustain muscle and lose fat at the same time. But in terms of building muscle, um, mm. probably not so much if you want really a, like a really aesthetic, athletic look. Um, you're probably going to have to focus on the fat loss aspect first before the muscle building um, phase of oh, a session. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're looking for fat loss, you need a calorie deficit. Yeah. You, you need to take in less fuel than you need to demand that your body releases some stored fuel in order to make up the shortfall, right? That's what fat loss is. If you're trying to build muscle, you're literally trying to build new tissue, which create, which demands a calorie surplus. So you can't be in calorie surplus and the calorie deficit at the same time. No, you can't. You know, you it can't. doesn't work that way. The, the newbie gains part of it is useful as a beginner, but that is purely off of you know adapting to that initial stimulus. Eventually, you're not going to gain any more muscle mass, and you're just going to be in the fat loss phase. You know, yeah. assuming that's you're, you're in the deficit and whatnot. It yeah, it's just not possible. Oh, speaking of um, speaking of this, I actually had a monumental. Uh, win with a client yesterday um, he, uh, he will remain unnamed but weighed in his uh, first weigh in last week mm-hmm. at 136 kilos right mm-hmm. weighed in again yesterday at 97 kilos I mean talk about newbie gains that is an astronomical weight loss and one that i'm going to market until the cows come home and you may be wondering how that happened <laughs> i can see by your face 
that, people that's, are, all, that's yeah. I mean, people listening are like, "What the fuck? What's going on there?" But um, yeah, he entered his uh, his first win numbers wrong. <laughs> but we still dished out the high fives. I mean, that was that was still progress. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, amputation. Yeah. <laughs> no, he just he just completely um, disregarded the fact of his his actual weight and decided to enter a number that he thought he was. As <laughs> that's a bit harsh on yourself. Interesting. That, yeah, that, yeah, that's an interesting choice of number to enter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, yeah. moving on. Um, <laughs> monumental win. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can mark I can market that as a, as a the modern day diet plan in uh I could sell I could be a millionaire come tomorrow. You too could lose 30% of your body weight in a week. Yeah. All you got to do is dot dot dot. This <laughs> <laughs> link to find out more. Yeah. Hey, you slagging me off. That's all I say on my Instagram stories. Click this link. Click this link. <laughs> anyway, um, we, we're, we're coming to the end here. We've got two, two more points to, to mention. Um, this podcast is taking a little bit longer than I'm sure both of us anticipated with our uh, tangents and jargon. But anyway, if you are intimidated by going into a gym, guess what? It's not rocket science. If you can, go at quieter times. There's going to be less people there and you're going to feel, feel less daunting about going into what would be relatively a busy environment at peak times. Your peak times would, I say, anytime before work starts and directly after work finishes. So if you can go in between those to feel better about yeah. starting, then uh, then go for it. But that's that's only if you can. Yeah. Most people, yeah. most people working from home, so they can maybe kind of factor in a, a cheeky 40 minutes here and there. Yeah, take a little bit of a longer lunch or whatever, but... Uh, quite often what you'll find is and this might be a useful tool for a lot of people is if you go onto google and google the gym that you're at it gives you the busy times it does that is a cool tool as a life hack yeah i mean like um the gym that i train at mostly they actually put something up on their instagram every couple of weeks and it's like a heat map Mm -hmm. monday to, to sunday uh, whatever it's 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. or whatever, and then they color code it blue for quiet times, red for busy times, and and kind of various gradations between, you know, for kind of all those in between moments, and you can kind of pick your spots. That's pretty uh, advanced for um, and I know exactly the gym that you work out of, and uh, that's quite <laughs> advanced for those guys. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I wonder if they just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> they let somebody loose with the crayons. But um, no, but it's, it's honestly it's a useful way of looking at it. And like you say, if you if you, if you feel you know uncomfortable going into a super busy gym at peak times, then you're not likely to go. You're not likely to stick to that commitment. You're not going to keep the, that schedule that you set you you've decided on, like we spoke about earlier. If you can look at these times and make it work within your lifestyle, then you're much more likely to go. And you're much more likely to feel confident doing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's one of these simple ones, but it can make a massive difference if you can make it work for yourself. Yeah, and often, often overlooked as well. And um, I think um, I think both of us need to say a massive thank you to uh, to the listeners if they've got it this far in the podcast. But we're coming into our final uh, our final medal, guys. <laughs> um, 
before you even decide to join a gym, before you even get that foot in the door, book mm -hmm. yourself in for a tour and get yourself familiar with your surroundings and the staff that work there at reception and on the gym floor. Yes. Ask all the questions that you need to ask to make yourself feel comfortable. These guys and girls have basically been asked every question under the sun. And there is, as I say, there's no such thing as stupid questions. No. There isn't. You might just get a silly answer, but there's not a stupid question. Yeah. And um, go, you know, just go in and it's a really nice way to get a tour, to get yourself comfortable with the surroundings, find out where the equipment is, see what facilities they have available to yourself, just so you can kind of go, right, when your first session, your first personal gym session comes along, you're, you know where the changing rooms are. You know where the toilet is. You know where the drinks fountain is, if there is one. Yep. You know where to check in at reception. And most gyms, in fact, I don't think I've ever been to a gym out with the ones I've been at, um, worked at, where that they haven't offered a gym tour to begin with. Mm -hmm. Even if I go away in Holland and I go to the gym, they still ask, do you want, do you want a quick tour just to, do you want to show you where things are? And I'll say, yeah, because it saves me asking any questions. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're pretty confident people. We've been in and around gyms for a long, long time. There's not much that we don't know. But when you go into a new environment, you know, things are just a little bit not what you would expect or where you would expect them to be. So having yeah. that little tour, having someone just point out the, the kind of the key things out. And again, it comes back to this comfort thing, right? It's like, you know, you're wearing your comfortable clothes. You've got your, your plan. You've got your playlist ready to go. Oh, I don't know where to go for a pee. Where do I get a drink? You know, can I get a towel? Can I, are there server facilities that I can use? You know, where, where's the leg press? Like, I cannot see the leg press for the life of me. Where is it? Um, you know, it's, it's stuff like that that just adds another layer of comfort and confidence to the start of your journey. Yep. Totally with it. Done. Makes sense. Yeah, guys, thank you. Thank you so much for this incredible uh, audience <laughs> and podcast. And <laughs> Dave, we, you've had your coffee. I've had, I've, I suppose I've had work done in the house. I'm a bit, uh, bis bit disjointed today, but uh, I felt we delivered a five-star service. I think that was, I, we pulled it together, Callum. It might have had a bit of a shaky start, mostly from me, I admit, but we pulled it together. Um, I'm actually wondering if it's worth putting this out in two parts. Yeah, part one and part two. Yeah. I think that'd be um, as always, guys, if you do think it's been a five-star service, um, please head over to your podcast listening channel and rate us, obviously, five stars for, for education, for banter, for chat, and for tangents would be amazing. Yes, and it would be very much appreciated because um, it all helps kind of boost the podcast a wee bit, get more people listening, get more good information out there and, and help more people, ultimately. So that's what we're all about. Probably help Dave with his grammar as well. More, more good information. Sorry, should that be more gooder information? Should have been, yeah. Ah. <laughs> I always forget that bit. Um, yeah, that's enough of the gooder information from us today. Um, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I need to go get more coffee. Uh, yeah. I've got enough in a minute, so I need to... Uh, 
kind of caffeinate before I chat to my, my client. Um, anything else? We good? I think we won't keep anybody much longer. <laughs> yeah. uh, going to split this into two parts, guys. So if you've listened to both parts, thank you very much. And um, yeah, catch you next week. Sweet. Catch you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Oh, oh, there's everything gone.